a gun in the face. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. Started two years of horror for an American in Venezuela. They said, you need to give us your phone and get ready because you're coming with us. I'm Becky Bruce, and I spent a year researching and piecing together Josh and Tammy Holt's story about their ordeal in a notorious prison. That's when everything started to turn bad. We had another pound on the door. Boom, boom, boom. And there was the police once again. You can binge all of the episodes of Hope in Darkness on kslpodcasts.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Where KSL offers Utah deeper insights on the news. Host Boyd Matheson divides rage from reason and elevates the conversation on issues crucial to our community. On KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. Welcome back. My name is Scott Simpson. I'm filling in for Boyd Matheson today. Uh, I'm the CEO of the Utah Credit Union Association here in Salt Lake City. I also uh, co-host KSL at Night, uh, evening programming from 7 to 9 here on KSL News Radio. And uh, we, we're going to talk the economy here for a little bit. You know, uh, the administration is sending confusing messages. Janet Yellen in an interview yesterday. We're going to get more to th- uh, into that um, later in the show, but uh, just a, a confusing messaging that we need to sort through and take a little bit of a deeper dive into uh, the digits here, um, the numbers that affect our economy. And I know it's no surprise anybody that's tried to fill up their car in the last couple of weeks has felt it. It's incredibly tangible how much inflation is affecting us uh, uh, these days. Uh, And we've got new report coming from the Labor Department, another record. We've advanced to another month, which means we've got another record increase of inflation reaching a 40-year high. Uh, we need to know what's driving this situation. And, man, I know that all the listeners want to know how long this is going to last, how long we can expect to feel this pain. We have with us Dr. Christian Vomlin from Brigham Young University. He's an assistant professor of economics there, uh, an expert in macroeconomics and labor economics. Dr. Christian, is it okay if I say Dr. Christian? Sure, not a problem. Thanks so much. What do you make of this? This is a little bit of a surprise, isn't it, these new numbers? I mean, I I think there had been some building optimism over the last six weeks or so that maybe we were starting to see the peak of inflation. Uh, We saw inflation was coming down a little bit last month, and that was encouraging, and markets seemed to be starting to think that maybe we were past the peak. Uh, But this Recent reports numbers are disappointing and surprising to many that we don't really seem to be coming down just yet and still see a lot of high inflation. So what do you attribute this that to? What what What's changed? I mean, I think there's a lot of things. You can look deep in the weeds of the numbers. You see energy prices temporarily, or now we know temporarily were low last month, and now they've bounced back up. And a lot of that ties into the ongoing unpredictability of the conflict in Ukraine. There's obviously ongoing changes in how we respond to finally recovering from the pandemic and what that means for economic activity, There's supply chain snares coming on uh, with shipping back, uh, backups and issues with China lockdowns. And so I think part of the problem is here is just a lot of unpredictable factors continuing to play into all of this, which make it hard to be certain from month to month what exactly lies ahead. What do you think is is affecting Utahns the most, the sort of day-to-day 
economic conditions that are hurting us the most right now? I mean, I think if you look at the types of goods and services which are getting more expensive, I think some of the places people have felt it most is certainly food. You go to the grocery store and, and you can certainly feel the effects of inflation as you go to purchase food and the prices have rise significantly. You certainly see it at the pumps. Everyone's talking about gas prices. Gas prices continue to be high and rising. And I think people are starting to feel it in other ways too, including with travel, airfare, uh, and, and flight tickets have been really expensive and rising lately. So I think those are some of the ways we feel it most keenly right now. And what, how, what role does geography play in this? And the reason I ask you that is it seems like, you know, we've talked about Utah's economy over the last 10, 15 years as just cooking with gas. You know, we've, we've, we've had this great roaring economy. The labor market's been tested, but things have just been really great. Except when you get off the Wasatch Front, it seems like there's a, little, there's a different world, a different economic condition. It, how is Utah? And then within Utah, how does that break down? I mean, I think it's certainly true that there's always going to be differences from state to state, from city to city in terms of how thriving the economy is. And no doubt Utah's economy has been doing great for some time here. It was doing great before the pandemic and it's come out strong after the pandemic. So I think there's obviously a lot of ways in which uh, we've had great economic conditions here. I think what's uh, challenging for many is just how universal uh, the inflation uh, is going on wherever you are. Some prices are higher and lower. Certainly you can see pictures of prices at the pump in California or other places which look much higher. But everyone's prices are rising right now because a lot of these factors are common national factors, international factors that seem to be affecting us all. So there's certainly differences from region to region. And Utah is blessed with a great economy. The job market's looking strong in Utah. But certainly the rising prices is something that's been uh, challenging for everyone right now. What levers do policymakers really have? I mean, I'm, I'm trying not to be skeptical. Uh, I'm going to pick <laughs> apart the Secretary of the Treasury here very soon, but I'm, I'm, trying, I'm trying to – I'd like to be optimistic, but it seems like policymakers overplay their ability to, to affect this, to affect the outcome. Yeah, I mean, I think going back to kind of the simplest Econ 101, we think about supply side and demand side forces driving this, and the question is, okay, what can policy do to affect those? Obviously, uh, the Federal Reserve has been in the news quite a bit lately, and they have some policy levers. We're going to keep hearing more about rising interest rates that they will be announcing as inflation remains high. They have the ability to raise uh, some of the interest rates in the economy through how they manage the amount of money in the economy. And rising interest rates is going to tend to reduce people's desires to spend on durable goods, housing, things like that, which you would typically involve some kind of a financing decision with. And so that's one way to cool down some of the spending and put an ease to some of the inflationary pressures. Certainly, there are fiscal options where the Congress could decide, you know, whether through reducing spending or raising taxes to take actions to reduce the amount of demand uh, being put out there right now. But I think one of the biggest challenges right now is a lot of the pressures we're facing from inflation are from the supply side. And we're talking about the war taking place in Ukraine. We're talking about Chinese lockdowns in response to COVID. We're talking about backups in ports. And a lot of those things, policy's ability to influence in the short run can be limited, and that can be frustrating. Yeah, it strikes me that uh, they take too much credit for their ability, both for the good and the bad that happens here. And are you optimistic? Uh, you're, you're an expert in this. It seems to me that those levers, the policy levers, are blunt instruments. We're not we're not talking about a surgical correction, right? It feels like we're going to be beaten over the head by a, a, an economic event here that will cause the correction. 
Well, that's certainly the worry, right? It's kind of there's there's two. I kind of view us as like walking a very narrow tightrope with uh, different dangers on each side. On the one hand, we're very worried about inflation being high and potentially rising even higher. That would have very devastating economic consequences. On the other hand, one worries if one is too aggressive in fighting inflation, whether it's raising interest rates or taking other actions to affect the economy. That could push us into a recession, which should also be very painful, especially in a time of all these international crises. And so I think. Prior to this month's uh, data, I think I was trending in the optimistic direction and saying, look, like things might be starting to come together. This month's data is just a reminder that things are really unpredictable and it's unclear what will happen. I, I do believe that we will avoid skyrocketing inflation, but I also don't know that we will do it without avoiding a recession either. And so I think it just yet remains to be seen how effective those limited policy tools we have are at bringing down inflation and if there's a possibility of a soft landing or if we are in for a bumpy bumpy end. Dr. Christian Vom Lane, uh, Assistant Professor of Economics at Brigham Young University, uh, telling us uh, that there is recovery around the corner, I guess. But, but uh, man, I'm not sure I feel a whole lot better. Thank you for joining us on Inside Sources and for giving us some of the detail that's affecting our day-to-day lives here. Great. Thanks for having me. Coming up after the break, some conservatives in the United States have been looking to the country of Hungary for leadership. Uh, Dalibor Rohak from the American Enterprise Institute will be here to talk to us and, and sort of tell us why this might not be such a good idea after the break. It's the story of an American held in a dark Venezuelan prison. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. I'm Becky Bruce. I spent a year working on Hope in Darkness, which now has more than 2 million downloads. Find it on kslpodcast.com or wherever you listen to podcasts. Podcasts. 